This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 422, Ellipses, by Colin Wright of ExileLifestyle.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, actually, here in the United States the biggest sports day of the year. And now I'm not really a sports guy. I actually don't even know which teams are playing in the Super Bowl. Sorry, American football fans. I know that's somewhat unheard of. So yeah, I'm gonna be playing games with the TV in the background. That's my plan for the day. Last year, I watched, you know what's crazy? Last year, I watched in a hospital room. My mom was in the hospital for what felt like a really long time. I don't remember how long, but she had a pulmonary embolism, which is a blood clot in the lungs. I guess that can happen pretty easily if you've been sitting for a long time and she was traveling and had been sitting for extended periods of time on planes and buses. So when she got back, she got really sick. And yeah, it was very serious, a blood clot in the lungs. That was last year, and I ended up watching the Super Bowl with her in the hospital. Well, one year later, almost exactly, she had another health issue, which was unrelated, a heart attack. But thankfully, as of now, she's out of the hospital and doing okay. But yeah, the Super Bowl season hasn't been the best these last two years. And this intro is getting way too long for a typical episode, so I'm just gonna jump right into today's post and start optimizing your life. Ellipses by Colin Wright of ExileLifestyle.com I've always believed in celebrating the accidental mispronunciation of a word rather than mocking or deriding it. Such accidents are usually an indication of the mispronouncer having learned a new word in a book, and after determining its meaning, having decided to make it a proper part of their vocabulary. In some instances, it may even be an indication that they're speaking an entirely new language, and all the subtleties of that language, of which there are many in English, have yet to become second nature for them. Both are examples of someone filling in gaps in their understanding and setting out beyond the familiar, beyond the comfortable, to experiment, iterate, and make mistakes. They're planting flags, pitching tents, and weathering the sometimes unforgiving elements in hopes of someday making it familiar and friendly and less threatening to newcomers. It's no small task forcing oneself into the unknown, and much of the world will forever remain beyond what we can point at and accurately name. It strikes me that although there's not much that can be done about the difficulties surrounding such expeditions, difficulties which are arguably part of why we venture out beyond our familiar intellectual terrain to begin with, there is quite a lot of room for improvement in how we expand our collective understanding of the spaces we already occupy, of ensuring that we have steady footing that makes us feel confident enough to explore further because we've come to know our existing stomping ground so thoroughly. One barrier that I've noticed in all types of missive, particularly those created by people who know their stuff, is the use of what I'm going to refer to here as intellectual ellipses. An ellipsis is the dot 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 punctuation that we use as filler for words that we assume can be safely left out. 
The context of the sentence, we decide, remains intact even without the chunk of text that we replace with a trio of dots. These omissions, though often benign, can become malignant if we're trying to communicate ideas outside of our existing circles, which is to say, if we assume knowledge in others that we ourselves consider to be obvious, we'll regularly leave some people who might wish to listen to us to consider ideas out in the cold. This effect is often unintentional and even somewhat easily remedied by the intended recipient. The language we're using, the history we're referencing, and a more complete context could be Googled and perhaps even understood with a few minutes effort. But the friction of that absence can be all that it takes to make our ideas seem inaccessible to those who might wish to understand our perspective or become more educated on a topic in which we have some expertise to share. These ellipses, as I'm using the word, might take the shape of actual literal gaps in conversations, left blank because we all surely know what's meant so there's no need to clarify. It might take the shape of lingo that's understood within the field, but completely opaque to those on the outside. And perhaps most common in political discussions, we'll often work presumptions into our thinking, expressing ideas and facts in the context of information that is perhaps completely unknown or known in a different way by an outsider. If you're telling a friend who watches a different news network why a particular international trade deal is a dreadful idea, but your explanation is predicated on the knowledge of what trade deals are, how they intersect with international politics and governmental spheres of influence, and why, therefore, a hit to exports may be a worthwhile short-term loss, then you're unlikely to convince anyone of anything, much less understand why they don't agree with you. The assumptions being made are too many and potentially too biased foundationally. Ideally, we all have perfect information and a common set of facts to work from, but that's not the case in the real world. We have to assume that in every communication situation, the people on the other end of what we're saying are coming from a different place than we are and seeing the same things from a slightly or radically different angle. I've written before about how I think we're going to need more bridges, publications, people, philosophical connective tissue in the coming years, because our ability to isolate ourselves intellectually has become so great and our capacity to speak past one another, working from completely different sets of data and with completely different understandings of how the world works, has become such a monumental hurdle to leap every time we engage with someone who might teach us something or whom we might teach. The solutions we currently have to this are few and less impactful than we require, because many of the media entities and conversational modes we've adopted do seem to be predicated on speaking to someone who knows what we know, or who has access to the same on-the-fly facts that we do, and what's more, who trust those facts. We cannot assume this, and we cannot assume that even the most beautifully produced, wonderfully well-worded missives will be seen, consumed, understood, and taken seriously, because the conviction that we are worth paying attention to, spending time with, and trusted has to be earned. We have to communicate thoroughly in order to communicate at all. We need ellipses. They're necessary and often wildly beneficial. The shorthand and symbols used in mathematics are required because expressing the same ideas without those symbols using other language would be even more cumbersome than attempting to thoroughly and completely explain the Portuguese word swadade, which means something like an immense nostalgic or even remorseful longing for someone or something that is long gone and perhaps will not or cannot ever return, and which as a result makes one feel both happy and sad, tearful that they are not with you or you are not there, and softly smiling because they exist and you have experienced them, In another language, every time you wish to express that feeling. The ability to shorthand allows us to go deeper into subjects that matter and increase our perception of the world. Communicating more clearly and accessibly allows us to share the fundamentals with others so that they then might also explore those deeper levels with you. 
I think we'll see a lot of solutions to this in the coming years. Many of them will no doubt be based on new combinations of technologies and trends that already exist, while others will emerge from entirely new inventions and inclinations. Are you reaching anyone beyond those who already agree with you, who already think like you? If not, is that what you hope to accomplish? Is there a way to project your voice farther to more people, to a wider variety of people? Is it possible to expound on what you're doing, what you're making, in some new way that hasn't seemed worth the effort in the past because surely everyone already knows where you're coming from, what facts you're working from, who you are, and what you represent? These are questions worth asking, I think, whether or not you plan on expanding beyond your existing circle. We're more connected now than ever before, for better and for worse. I think the potential for self-awareness and personal growth alone makes considering, and if warranted, adjusting, One's ellipses, a worthwhile exercise. You just listened to the post titled Ellipses by Colin Wright of ExileLifestyle.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And that was a little harder to read than I expected and some parts went over my head. If that happened to you too, you could always re-listen or check out the original post if it helps you digest the message easier. I have it linked in the episode's description and at oldpodcast.com. And Colin was actually featured in the Minimalist documentary, which is streaming on Netflix in many countries. Or if not in your country, you can learn more about it at minimalismfilm.com. And to continue what I was talking about before, I've been mentioning this family emergency for the last week and a half or so. And this is the first time I'm really talking about it, and hopefully the last time for a while. My mom's doing okay, but man, heart attacks are scary. And if you've ever experienced it yourself or know someone who has, I understand the worry and how frightening it is. My brother actually did an episode about heart attacks, lowering your LDL cholesterol and related material in his Q&A episode on Friday. He talked about my mom too. If you wanna check it out, his podcast is Optimal Health Daily, and that was episode 145. I'm gonna leave it there for today. Didn't mean to leave it on a somber note, but I'm not good at pretending to be happy all the time. It's not my style. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I don't record episodes like very far in advance. So when something bad happens or if I'm sick, then you know it. So yeah, if you're having a fun day, awesome. Keep doing that. Do enjoy your weekend. And if you're in the US and watching the Super Bowl, enjoy that too. And I'll be back tomorrow for Minimalist Monday with a post from The Minimalist. So I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. 
You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits. Oh,